Polly want a cracker? Yes. Yes, I do. Oh. Hello, and welcome back to the Just Too Queer podcast, episode 23! 23! I'm always so impressed whenever I can remember what episode we're on. I know, it's... Honestly, that's a great talent that you have, because I never remember. (laughs) Hey, it's okay. One of us will remember. One of us. One of us will. (laughs) Well, welcome back to the Just Too Queer podcast. So nice to be here with you guys again. Um, Always. Always so nice to be here with you guys. (laughs) We have a very special episode for you this episode. <laughs> this episode. Um, for this episode, we will be discussing me being non-binary as well as polyamorous. Yes. So buckle up if you want to hear about my life and my experience with that. I did want to give a disclaimer that I was thinking about on the way here. Mm-hmm. Um, these are my opinions only. These are my feelings, my thoughts, my self of being polyamorous and yes. non-binary and queer please never listen to anything that i say and blanket that statement for other poly or non-binary right because everybody's people. different everyone is different everyone's got different feelings about everything so yes just take it with a grain of salt basically yeah this is for me just for me it's just for me just for me just my <laughs> opinion it's my opinion <laughs> You ever seen that? You always say you've seen that video because you just said it. Yeah. But like viewers, if you've ever seen that, you really gotta look it up on TikTok. Look up. That's just my opinion, mm-hmm. and you'll see the video where she's like, "How do you know what's good for me?" And she goes, "That's just my opinion." Yes, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> well, I guess let's get into it. Let's get let's into start it. this shit. So I thought that I would start it off by discussing the beginning. The beginning of time. When I truly feel like I came into consciousness as a human being. And I'm pretty sure I was like 10 years old. 10? Wow. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's whenever I realized and I fully became aware of... How you felt. How I felt about my body, about my sexuality, about... Like, I started questioning things that I wasn't questioning before. Right. Um, Like, maybe... I mean, I probably obviously was. There were feelings that I was doing. I was doing some gay shit with Barbies and Bratz dolls. Um, Oh, I definitely was. Definitely was before I was 10. But when I got into fourth grade, I'm pretty sure I was 10 in fourth grade. um, That's kind of when I was like, oh, um, I... I don't fit into any of these boxes. I do not feel like any of this is matching up. Like the person I'm supposed to be because of this, I guess, societal standards. That I didn't even know what that word was when I was in fourth grade, right. obviously. But I was like, this don't, this don't feel right. Yeah. Don't feel right. And so in fourth grade, that's kind of whenever I... And I think it was because I had my first crush on... A girl in fourth grade. Right. Um, like, I had, you know, some emotions before that where I was kind of like, man, girls are really pretty. Yeah. Just, like, really pretty. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Girls are real pretty. <laughs> and so then I had my first crush on this girl in fourth grade. And um, that really made me be like, who? I really like girls. Is that okay? Is that... Am I supposed to do normal? that? Is that normal? What is that? I struggled with that a lot. Yeah, because yeah. I growing up, my parents were always 
very, very supportive about everything. They never were homophobic. They never tried to be all... They weren't weird, you yeah. know? They did good things. There was like, do you, boo-boo. Do like, you, we boo-boo. don't care as long as you guys are comfortable. Yeah, but they didn't necessarily speak on those things or right. educate us on those things. My parents were kind of the same way. Like, obviously, my dad is really cool and my parent, my mom is really cool, but they didn't really, like say anything so like you just don't know for sure yeah. unless you know for sure you don't want to come out because god forbid like if they like had strong feelings about it what are you supposed to do you know yeah you're kind of bugged yeah and i just didn't have words for anything because like like and that's kind of my biggest thing is i didn't have words i didn't know until later on in my life it. yeah when i was educated and i was like okay yeah. these words are fitting into what i'm feeling like I am a yeah. little bit better than the previous words that were presented to me before. Right. Which, you know, there were four total categories, and that was woman, man, cis, gay. Right. Or straight gay. Exactly. And that was it. That's all I knew. That's all I knew in fourth grade. I mean, that's pretty much the same thing for me. And honestly, I didn't even know that early. I didn't know until probably I was friends with you and, like, later on in life, like, what gay... And straight was. I just, you know, the actually the first time I heard about it was in church. Mm-hmm. And it was like, these people are wrong. And I was like, fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, shit. Like, oh, shit. I feel like I'm wrong. Yeah. And I, yeah. like, didn't know, no, but I, like, 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 what the words meant. Yeah. When I was younger. Um, but I pretty much remember feeling so different and one of the things that contributed especially to my ginger that I think about would be I if you don't know oh yeah you know everyone knows I've listened to the podcast I have a twin my twin is male they are assigned male at birth they identify as male Um, so my entire life I grew up seeing that difference in how he was treated and how I was treated the expectations for him the expectations for me right what we saw on tv what we saw on the shows we watched mm-hmm. and it and it just didn't make sense to me how people treated y'all yeah it never made sense to me and I was just like this don't feel right right this doesn't feel right and then growing up my mother who I fucking love my mom she's so fucking great she really wanted me to be very much feminine and it wasn't because, like, she wasn't, like, forcing me to be feminine, but she very much was supporting it and buying things and assuming that I wanted very feminine things. I mean, yeah, well, look at what, how your sister was. Yeah, so. and so my and my sister is feminine. Um, your older sister definitely was feminine, still is feminine, but, like, really feminine in feminine high, like, high school and stuff. Yeah, so. um, but my mom, and she is, my mom is, like, Audrey Hepburn- beautiful Marilyn Monroe Victorian type like decor like she's mm-hmm. just very teacups and yeah like floral and just this beautiful like representation of femininity yeah and like what like the societal expectations of femininity are and so she wanted that for me as well yeah. and so growing up she supported like buying a lot of pink things and teacups and buying mm-hmm. a lot of like um, very 
Well, also, granted, like, that's how your mom is. Yeah. Like, she's very, like, that person. Yeah, and so she and, wasn't doing anything bad. Yeah. And by out any means, she wanted I mean, to connect with All me. you can do, especially back in their day where they didn't, they also were not educated about that kind of stuff. So all they thought they could do is just project what they feel is normal onto their child and then their child perceive it and grab it as their own mm-hmm. you know until they get to the age of when they start doing their own thing and like getting their own style the only thing that you can do is project I mean, project your own style onto them i mean when they're babies like you, they don't know you don't know what their favorite yeah. color is and stuff you know you just put on clothes that you think are cute on them yeah you know you yeah. project your own style onto them yeah and my mom definitely was not doing that by like any type of forced means whatsoever she literally was just like let's here's do this stuff. together yeah. here's these things like let's we're gonna be like this is so cute this is so cute <laughs> and so um it definitely made me because i wanted to like those things yeah and it hurt me and made me feel weird that i didn't like those things right and so i was very much like i don't really connect with this what am I supposed to do? Yeah. And I didn't really necessarily connect with, like, the things that my twin was doing either. Um, but then, so it was, like, a lot of weird in between that I was just like, none of this is making sense. Like, I don't need to be on this side. I, I don't feel like I'm on this side. And I'm like, this got to be more. Yeah. It has to be more. And now we know gender is a spectrum. Yeah. And so kind of, like, just growing up was really interesting. And another um, part of that is, like, a lot of people, which... We were honestly asked to do this type of episode explaining like the non-binary and the feeling and the spectrum and stuff like that. We can only explain as much as we know mm-hmm. and since Kat's, Kat is non-binary and Polly, they can kind of speak from their experience and their own feelings. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to explain it as best as we can for the people that have zero clue as to what or even have a tiny bit of a clue but don't really know what non-binary is or what poly really is because a lot of people have this misconception of poly relationships of like you just date whoever all around yeah you know and that's really not what it is and we can go into more detail about that in a bit later in this episode yeah, that's my second half that I'm yeah <laughs> but we will explain it and we that's what we're kind of talking about is that feeling of not fitting in in the, in the situation like that yeah because i definitely grew up thinking there were only two options and there was yeah. definitely there's a bajillion options so another thing that i wanted to bring up that was like the most the biggest thing about why i feel like i'm non-binary and the way that I explain it to people and I actually explain this to like <laughs> I went to my chiropractor the other day <laughs> and before because I've been going to him for a couple years he's so fucking cool we've had a lot of discussions about like life and um like religion and um all just all these different things like gender and queerness and being poly and all these things so it's, it's right. really cool so he asked me about like why I feel like I'm non-binary and the easiest way that I have found to describe it and kind of how I describe it to some people who just like are flat out like what what's going on what's (laughs) going on is that I do not feel like I am my body right like I am a energy source of consciousness in a body yeah and my body just so happens to be an afab body Mm -hmm. but that's not who I am 
Right. I am not me because I was born into an AFAB body. I am me because of my brain, my mind, my energy, my soul, essentially what I'm going to call it, my soul. Mm-hmm. And so for me, like this ties into some of my, my like my beliefs about like life. So we're right. going to get into that a little bit. Remember, take it with a grain of salt. It's just my opinion. And so I feel like my soul is not just my body. I've lived multiple lives. I'm going to live multiple lives. Energy is never created nor destroyed. I am going to become a different thing with the same energy that I have now whenever I die. My energy is going to go somewhere else. So I don't necessarily feel connected to my body because I know that my body is temporary. Right. My body will not be here forever. My energy, my being, my soul will be. And so I more so connect with my soul and being, I am just me. I am just this being that is here living a human experience and this human experience does not define me it is a part of who i am in the overall yeah and so it really is nice to for me to use non-binary terminology because it kind of connects more with the fact that i am just a being like experiencing human life and experiencing a feminine body Mm -hmm. and but it doesn't define who I am. Side note, have you ever had an experience where you feel like you either had a dream or had like a flashback of like a previous life? I feel like I have. I feel like I feel I've like had... I have too. I don't know. Yeah. It's a weird feeling. Yeah. Also, deja vu is a really weird deja thing. Deja vu is a weird feeling. Mm-hmm. I definitely, yeah, have had things like that. Um, just a side note. Yeah. (laughs) But my, so it's just, it's just my soul and that's just kind of how I feel. I don't feel like I want to be defined by the body that I am living in because that's not who I am. And if I could change my body, which I can, then I definitely would. Granted, it's a little hard to get to the exact body that I'm thinking because honestly, I don't even view myself with a human body. Like, I view myself as, like, this collective just thing of energy. Yeah. So if I could just be, like, a little ball of energy, a little ghost ball kind of a human form, yeah. but not really going around being like, what's up, dudes? I'd be that. But yeah. I can't be that because I'm in a human body. Right, yeah. So it's like, what? And it makes no sense. And You had said that you would really like to start, like, lifting. I do, yeah. To get, like, the, like, the what do you call it like just feel strong strong yeah that's more so just for like feeling feeling strong Mm -hmm. and feeling like sturdy sturdy and feeling like you know i just i really enjoy being able to lift like 75 pound dog bag foods yeah like they're nothing like i really enjoy that and so i just want to be able to do that but with humans instead I want to be able to lift up another (laughs) human or, like, lift up, like, some kind of big furniture and be like, this piece of cake. This ain't 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 nothing. nothing. Light work. Light work. (laughs) (laughs) And so there are things that I... Getting into my body whenever it comes to my gender is very hard. Yeah. um, Because my mind, my soul, my my being Mm -hmm. makes sense. But the human half of me, oof. Yeah. And I know that is a part of me that I... constantly questioning and constantly being like okay what do i do because i do feel very different on very different days yeah and so that is another thing with my energy and with being me considering myself to be non-binary is because i don't stick to anything on the spectrum any day i will change constantly what i want to be presented as will change constantly how i want to look will change constantly and so that's why i've never really made like any 
major plans changes. for major changes. Yeah. Just more so trying to adjust to the ever-changing feeling. feeling and spectrum that I am living on. And so things like I would really like to get a binder for the days that I would like to not have ginormous getting, titties. Yeah. Um, because some days I like my big old bitties. Mm-hmm. But some days I'm like, I want to cut you off. I really, honestly, I'm not non-binary, but like... Oh, I would love to chop my titties off. It's just about being comfortable in your body, dude. Yeah. And honestly, I do. I have been looking for getting a binder just because I personally feel in my own self that I look better in my own personal way. I look better when I'm like flat, flatter chested into the clothes that I feel comfortable in. Mm -hmm. So like... When I'm wearing my sports bras and I'm in, like, either a button-up or, like, a, a polo, I love to see more of, like, a flat-chested. Yeah. On myself. No, I feel that. I definitely feel that I with a lot of outfits that I wear as well. like looking more masculine. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, another thing is, like, then... You, so you go from, from boobs and you're thinking about bitties and I'm thinking about, like, some days I want them, some days I don't want them. Yeah. And the same with goes with, like, my genitals. Sometimes yeah. it's really hard because some days I want to have, like, a penis. Some days I don't. I have yeah. severe penis envy about wanting to have one. It, It'd be so much easier if we had penises. It would be so nice. Like, I do enjoy my vagina some days, but some days I'm just like, man. Imagine peeing standing up. Peeing standing up, feeling the Bruh. inside of a vagina. And actually, like, feeling it. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be really nice. Like, I get phantom dick hardcore. I do. I really do. Phantom dick hardcore. Um, Whenever I have my strap on. Like, I remember the first time I put my strap on, I got a little teary-eyed because I was like, Man. shit. <laughs> shit. Okay. And so then, then there's some days where I want, like, a mix. I want to have bitties, but I want to have a penis. And then there's some days where I want to have a vagina, but I don't have any bitties. Yeah. There's some days where I don't want anything. Right. And I don't want to have that. And you want to look like a... I like, a like a Ken doll. Ken doll. You know, sometimes with bitties, sometimes without. And and then, like, then it's you get to the other parts of my body. Yeah. I am a very... Cassidy always describes me as, like, like a Greek statue. Yeah. Like, very uh, curvy and very, very pale and just, like, plump. That's how I explain... Rebecca's body is it's a renaissance painting yes it's so beautiful yes I would agree with that I would totally agree beautiful renaissance I love that look Mm mm-hmm it gets me going gets me going (laughs) yes understandable and so like that's kind of what my body is and so some days I want I just want it to change yeah and I don't want to have a big old booty and big old bitties and thick old thighs some days i just want to have like i want to be very tall and very slender and like a little bird person and it's a very difficult way to feel you know because you can only change so So much much of your body like really you can only change your what you have the capacity to which that depends on how much money you have no i'm just saying like change constantly you only have that choice in like your clothes basically like that's why major changes are kind of really hard because like you want to change your body but then you change it you have the capacity and you have the money and you change it and guess what the next day you feel different that's that's why it's so hard to feel the way that you feel it's hard and scary because i don't want to make any decisions that 
will change the next fucking day. Yeah. Um, and so gen- my body, when it comes to gender, is very weird. My brain, when it comes to gender, is very much like, I'm- this doesn't even apply to me. <laughs> this doesn't apply. This is a temporary made up human construction that we are putting on ourselves. There's has <laughs> no reason. I have no reason to connect with that. I'm just going to be me. Yeah. I'm just going to be who I am, live my life the way I want to live, enjoy the things I want to enjoy, and not feel like it's I have to have that because I'm feminine or I have to have that because I'm masculine. I right. just like things because I like things. Right. That's it. End of story. <laughs> That's it. End of story. End of story. <laughs> it's just, it's all about like, it's just about it's life's a, spe- a spectrum. It's a spectrum. It's a spectrum. It really is. Even lesbianism is a spectrum. Mm-hmm. You know? Everything and is straightness a spectrum. Is a spe- everything, everything in life is a spectrum. Yes. Like. There's no black and white. Exactly. There's no, like, it, it's, it's all, it all depends. It all depends. Everything It really does. And the best way I feel like can explain non-binary is it's literally in the word. It's non-binary. Mm-hmm. It's it's nothing. Yeah. Like I mean, it's not it's nothing, nothing. But, but like it's not it's, a binary. It's not one or the other. It's it's not, an, it's a in the middle back and forth spectrum. Yeah, it's whatever it wants to be. It's whatever it wants to be. And the one thing I can say for people out there that are focusing really hard on trying to figure out what it is just don't seriously just, just don't. let it be just let it be let yourself be let yourself experience your life like my shit could change i could change my shit at any time yeah if i like and that's okay like, it tomorrow, is okay to change you could decide hey tomorrow um i feel like uh i'm i want to be he him mm-hmm. you know or tomorrow you could be like you know what i really feel like she her you know, and it's your life. Choose it's your you story. Want. So you make it what you want it to be. It doesn't have to be anything. Yeah. Tomorrow I could feel like, hey, I really do feel like a they them. Mm-hmm. Like it's it, it is what it is. Like life fuck is, other people what fu- they yeah. think. Fuck other people. Life. Do not take life too seriously. To be so worried about sticking to these labels. That is one thing that I grew up freaking the fuck out about. I was like, I have to be able to describe myself perfectly for others. You don't, dude. You don't. The only person that you need to explain yourself to is your fucking self. It, just be happy with who you are and change what you want to change. Do what you want to Change every day when you want to change. Yeah. Adjust your life to make you happy, not other people. Don't make it easy for other people. Don't, like, you know, I don't mean, like, don't make it hard, but don't. Don't adjust Don't and change who you are. Choose to- your lifestyle off of what other people might think. Yes. Do not make yourself be easier to be digested. And if you don't know, you let don't them know. Choke. Exactly. If they can't swallow it, then let them choke. For real. <laughs> and that brings us to the next portion, which is poly relationships. Being poly. So I is- am not in a poly relationship. I am in a monogamous relationship. With my now fiance Rebecca, but Cat is Polly, yes. and they are gonna speak on that a little bit. Yeah, so um, I kind of had ideas about being Polly at a young age as well. Yes, had no fucking clue. You thought I thought that I I knew very little about being gay. I knew nothing about <laughs> being polyamorous. Yeah, did not know that that even existed. I was like, 
it's a it's a mommy and a daddy and that's what it's supposed to be yeah. no no which no creates a lot of internal conflict with you growing up because you feel like why can't i just be happy with this one person mm-hmm. that, yeah because yeah. that's something i struggled with for a very long time when like being monogamous and during the time that period that i was monogamous was being like why can't i just feel satisfied yeah why can't i feel like this is enough like why can't i like why can't this other person fill every one of my needs and it like and i know you know it's you're a lot not to supposed put, to but it's a lot to put on one person yeah to fill so, every single need yeah and so one thing that i i felt when i was younger was like it kind of made me always question it was this fear of fear almost a not a fear of monogamy but just a misunderstanding and not understanding of what it what it was for other people versus what it was for me right and so like growing up i always had this impression that because of what monogamy was i was meant to date someone and only date that person for the rest of my life and if i started dating someone i could only view them as i had to date you for the rest of my life and that probably had to do some, some commitment issues probably i don't know <laughs> yeah but that freaked me out and yeah. I didn't enjoy that and I didn't really like that the idea of that because I was trying like, so hard I was trying to. so hard to like fit in and to find the perfect person to spend the rest of my life with even and, though I was off to decide like bro you don't have to stay with them yeah you They're don't pieces of shit you don't have to stay with yeah. that person yes and so when I was younger I realized that I had crushes on multiple people at once. I had, I really liked multiple people at once. And that was something that I realized at a young age, but then realized also at a young age that I wasn't supposed to be feeling. Um, You can feel that side note. But at the time, I was under the impression that I was not supposed to have feelings for multiple people. If I had feelings for anyone, that was supposed to be end all, full on game, never have feelings for anyone else in your entire life. That was how it's supposed to be. And that's not how it was for me and it was very very hard and so when I had crushes on multiple people I would feel like a bad person yeah and when I had when I was with someone and I started to develop feelings for another person but still had feelings for this one person and started feeling feelings for multiple people I was Mm -hmm. like I'm a piece of shit yeah I am an awful human being this is awful I am like a I'm a terrible person and even though like I didn't like cheat cheat I was still in my head was like man it would be nice to be able to be with both these people at the same time and I felt like a cheater and I was like I'm an awful human being no one should ever want to be with me these are awful thoughts blah 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 they're not no they're not not. sometimes you're gonna have thoughts like that you are who you are what makes you an asshole is the way you choose how to deal with those thoughts deal it with it yeah. If you have those thoughts and you decide to go behind your partner's back and date someone in secret, that's bad. That is bad. Very bad. Which is why I never, like, did that. If I had feelings for other, I'd break it off with the person that I was with. Most of the time, I just shut that shit down. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I liked lots of people all at once, all the time. And kind of all over the place for when it came to who they were. Yeah. And so, but pretty much, like, I felt like a bad person whenever I had questions on other people and developed feelings for other people. I never really understood that until more recently. And when I finally learned about being polyamorous and about the things that came into it, there was a lot of 
kind of confusion about the titles and about what was going on like what it was supposed to be and that was again fitting into another box that i didn't feel like i was fitting into that box correctly either yeah so i like while i used the term polyamorous as an umbrella term i don't know what the fuck i am i don't know how to describe it to you guys in detail but i love who i love and i'm in the ability to be able to have the opportunity to if i have other people that i develop feelings for explore those feelings and um at the current moment like i am with both of my partners, Cassidy and Chris, I fucking love the shit out of both of them. Um, they are both very, very incredible. And so we are all um, what, like, I guess people would consider like a triad relationship. Mm-hmm. We are all together. We are all with each other. Yeah. We make sure to nurture our own individual relationships with each other, as well as the overall relationship of all three of us. Um, and really, like, I didn't really have too much experience with anything to do with polyamory until like 2019 yeah um 2020 and that was because i was with i started reading about it more watching videos about it kind of exploring about it a little bit more um joining facebook groups was actually really cool um because there's a lot of facebook groups you can get into um that have information that is really nice and the experience of other people and so i kind of shoved that part of myself down for a very long time because I was monogamous throughout my entire life up until 2019 2020 and I was in a lot of monogamous relationships and it felt not right it never felt right and it could be because the people I was with were not the people they weren't the best people some of them were really really great but then the people who were really great scared the shit out of me (laughs) because I was like you are like for example I did date some really good guys yeah and one of them he's so cool I wish that we could be homies but I still feel so bad for for, like breaking up (laughs) (laughs) but they were like husband material like very good very great just everything about them was just so incredible and we were at still at a very young age we were like teenagers 16 17 um maybe yeah 16 or 17 and it was someone that i was like okay yeah like i could marry you and spend the rest of my life with you and be with you because you're just so great but then the part of me that was like the realistic part of me was like no that you don't, you don't want, want to that. Do that. Yeah. You don't want to do that. You're going to hate your life and feel like you never got to do all the things that you wanted to do. Well, I mean, the one guy that I at the one guy that I really dated in high school was definitely husband material. Mm-hmm. He was a really great, you know, wonderful dude, but I knew that if I decided to stay with him and get married and all that kind of stuff that I would be settling. Because I did not have that feeling for him. Yeah. You know, I loved him and he was a great dude. I just love women. (laughs) Yeah. And that was another big thing, especially being with like the few guys that I did date that were really good, um, was that I have always loved women and I've always wanted to be able to be with a woman. And that has always been my no matter what, like, that's what I want in life. Yeah. Even if I am going to be monogamous for the rest of my life, I, I want it to be with be a woman. woman. yeah. And so it, so of course I had to break that off because that wasn't going to be who I was going to be. Yeah. And so it really made me just feel greedy and I felt like a bad person. And growing up, like, 
seeing like this is what you're supposed to be one true love is how it's supposed to be it's not how it is for everyone no for some people it is and for some people it's not and for me like i always felt like there were multiple people that i wanted to love i've always loved many people i've always had love for many people i have so much love and care and just cozy warm feelings that i want to give to people and give to multiple people that it is what's your one advice for someone who wants to explore poly communicate communicate so much communicate every single possible thing yeah like there's there's you can't not communicate enough like communicating has changed everything and so like it's so great to be with somebody that you can actually like communicate with and tell your feelings with and not feel like if I say something about this and they're gonna freak out yeah and I'm very glad that I found Cassidy because she was the very first girlfriend that I've ever been with that, that was wasn't really, a piece of shit that wasn't a piece of shit <laughs> um first of all and then second we were able to discuss polyamory pretty like early on in our relationship um actually like before we started dating when we were just friends that was things that we discussed were like polyamory but of course yeah. like at the time neither of us were in the position we were both in monogamous relationships you want to be really comfortable in your relationship. relationship before you want to add another person into it yeah make sure that you guys are good you don't want to add another person into a shit show i mean come on <laughs> yeah no you don't um and so like i had one relationship before that we talked about being poly but she was very much uh she did not want to do Polly the right way. She was very much like a, oh, that means I get to cheat on you? That okay. means I get to sleep with... That means I get to sleep with whoever I want and not talk to you about it? Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, And so I can message girls on private apps and delete their things off and then that's that's polyamory? No, that's cheating. No, that's, it, that's like not basically polyamory. an open relationship. <laughs> that's it's not That's not even that. She's yeah. hiding it. Um, so it's still just cheating. Yeah. Because there's you can cheat in a polyamorous relationship. You can you cheat can. in an open relationship. Mm-hmm. You can cheat. It's possible. Um, it is very, very possible. Um, yeah, see, that's the people's misconception about a poly. Is that even, you just get to do whatever you yeah, want. You, you can, don't. Mm-hmm. You get to do whatever is comfortable with every person that you're with. You need to make sure you're with people that you are compatible with. And it takes work to find them like it's not easy and like granted like i say it's not easy when like chris is beautiful amazing wonderful beautiful pretty self just fell into our laps essentially um and we all met and it just clicked amazing so well it clicked so well very early on like we did have like a short-term relationship with another person previously before that shit show shit show awful so Mm -hmm. bad the lack of communication was just disgusting it was awful and it was very hateful. in and out very in and out very just like they were not doing the right things they was yeah. not the right things um i'm very happy that you guys met chris i fucking love chris because one chris is amazing amazing and two they just fit so well in y'all's relationship yes we all and now it's becoming like all of us it's yeah. becoming our whole relationship like I all three of us y'all together can get a new house and... i know i'm so excited for us to be able to live together yeah i'm so ready i mean you guys got the go-ahead for him to move in so yep they you guys will in. be moving you guys will be living together we but it'll be. be nice to have a bigger place a bigger place yeah yeah so i'm very excited about that but yeah now i feel like communication has been one of the biggest things like they know a lot about everything 
Um, I communicate with them about any of my feelings. We have trigger mm-hmm. words for whenever we're feeling weird in the moment. Yeah. Um, because sometimes just asking, are you okay? That's that can be hard to answer. Mm-hmm. We all by just default want to say, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah I'm exactly. Okay. Yeah. And so instead, like Cassie and I, um, we thought about this like previously, but now we have introduced it to like all three of us doing this. Where instead of asking, are you okay? We'll like hold each other's hands or touch each other and say, what do you need? Yeah. And when we say that, then it, we can be like, I need these things yeah and it doesn't have to be a are you okay what's wrong like any of these things you don't have to talk about it just yet you get asked what do you need in this i feel like an are you okay is very like an aggressive it it just feels triggering it It just feels like a very aggressive ask you know or what's wrong yeah that i feel like that's a very aggressive like obviously you can say it in a different way and be like what's wrong you know but like it's it just feels especially when you've been in bad relationships and being like what's wrong mm-hmm. you know this very triggering in a way of like everything's fine it's fine it's, it's all fine. okay it's, it's good fine. it's fine you know i'm i'm fine and, and you know and i love the what do you need yeah because you cannot hide your shit you cannot Especially when you've been with shut somebody. those feelings down. You can't swallow whatever those emotions are. You need to talk about it. We talk about every little thing. Like, we truly discuss everything. We have check-ins with each other where we talk about things. They know about any trauma that we've experienced. That we mm-hmm. talk about triggers for our trauma. We have trigger words for things. Yeah. Like, we try to discuss things in full detail. And we always try to... We're trying to help each other. Because, like, one big thing is, like... Um, especially in this relationship, is I have a lot of trauma when it comes to AMAB people. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Um, I counted up the amount of people the other day, the amount of experiences I've had. And if you lump together all of the catcalling, all of the um, random dick pics, all of the um, strangers being follow- following me, mm-hmm. all of that, Comments I still have over 50 experiences. Damn. I don't even well, think I like, could even think enough to count it. Yeah, I, I the other day felt like I wanted to do some healing projects, and so I wrote about all of the names of every single person. Um, there were over forty names. Yeah, and all of the times and experiences that it's happened. I am twenty four. Yeah, that's over one per year. That's multiple per year, yeah. which is ridiculous. Yeah, but it is a thing that is a huge trigger in a relationship with an mm-hmm. AMAP person. Yeah. Especially in a polyamorous AMAP per- like relationship yeah. with an AMAP person. And so we discuss everything a lot. Mm-hmm. We try to discuss everything also, a lot. Also, for the people that don't know, can you explain AMAP? Oh, yes. AMAP is assigned male at birth. So it's just the first letters of assigned male at birth. And then AFAB is assigned female at birth. So Chris, yeah, so I'm just going to call Chris AMAP. Yeah. Because um, it's a little bit easier. <laughs> um, I just wanted to let you explain it for the people that don't have that any don't clue know what yeah. that is. <laughs> and so there's a lot that there's a lot that can go wrong in a polyamorous relationship, but there's a lot that can go right. And you guys have been doing it really well. We're very much trying. Like there are of course like feelings, there's weird moments, there's times where there's like jealousy, there's insecurity, there's these moments of hardness. Like it's fucking hard. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. It is hard. 
You have to be willing to work at it. You have to be willing to work at it and heal. And workshop it, basically. Yeah. And that's kind of like what we are doing. We make mistakes. We have made mistakes. We have done things that have hurt each other. And instead of, like, obviously they're not like bad things that that are like ruin the relationship. But we've done things that hurt each other. But like little things. And so we talk about those things because if you don't, it's just going to eat away at you slowly until Mm -hmm. everything explodes in, in your face. That's the thing that I've learned very well with my relationship with Rebecca is feeling open and feeling like I can be open with her and being able to talk about you know things that have made us upset or whatever because I never was really in a relationship where I could talk about why I was upset or that I was upset in general because if I talked about it then it was like oh well it's you the reason why you feel like that mm-hmm. you're the reason why you feel like that it's your fault like you know yeah or why would you feel like that that's so stupid you know yeah. like, you know so it's really refreshing really nice and the big reason why i love my relationship with rebecca is that i can be open that we both can be really open mm-hmm. and that we can you know talk about why we feel sad or i can cry in front of her like Mm -hmm. i don't like crying at all i don't like crying i don't like crying in front of people um if i ever felt like crying i would go to like the bathroom or my bedroom and i'd cry my pillow it's been a rare occasion i've seen you cry but i i cry a lot with rebecca just because i you know when i have my feelings of like sadness or like with the the housewarming party Mm -hmm. the only person that was gonna be able to come was my mom and you guys (laughs) yeah and i was really like torn up about it and really upset about it and i started crying because i was like no one wants to come to my party and rebecca was here to really comfort me and you know say it's okay like it's okay that you feel this way you know Mm -hmm. it's i'm sorry that you, you know this is not a good feeling you know and I was able to, like, really just, like, sob. <laughs> yeah. And you need that. You need, like, you need to be able to communicate with each other. Because if you can't, like, it's, everything's gonna, it's gonna get fucked up. It's gonna uh, get fucked up. It's a big trend in a lot of toxic relationships or relationships that don't end up being full, don't end up coming to full term is because of communication lack of communication like if you feel insecure about something or if you feel like they don't they're you know pulling away or if you feel like you know they don't you personally feel like that they don't want to be with you talk to them about it. maybe yep. it's a misconception yep set your boundaries yeah. discuss things because like in we have just been it in this the rug, relationship like, yeah we've been in this relationship for some 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 months now like yeah i think we're coming up on like three five or six months five or six really because we're it in october like... now and it was right after it was like right after my birthday man that feels like it hasn't been that long i know <laughs> and so i think it was april may so yeah five, because and you then, guys oh, five just months. yeah renewed your lease yeah and so we have been just talking and communicating and doing things and there's been hard moments there's been good moments there's so many things that you have to there's it's change it is change. Yeah. It is an adjustment. Your mm-hmm. life is going to change and you have to want that change. And like, I want that change. I am yeah. healing and I am trying to like, of course I have my own insecurities. I have my own feelings. I have my own worries. I have my own mm-hmm. freak out moments. 
that I discuss with them and I have these like deep dark little thoughts of worry Mm-hmm. And everybody does. Everyone does. You always will. You're always going to. You're not alone in that feeling. Yeah, you're not alone at all. And so communicating those feelings really helps. And like just talking about them makes things better. Even if like just discuss. Even if even if it's just like a reassurance, you need a yeah. reassurance. Sometimes I worry that neither of them like me, and sometimes I'm like, <laughs> hey, you guys still love me? And then they're like jumping to the moment to be like fucking of course what the fuck yes of course <laughs> what do you need i'm so sorry that we even made you question yeah. it like you know and we all do that for each other if there's ever a moment of insecurity or anything we're immediately discussing it yeah like if we can't yeah. if you need time we take that time because we set boundaries as well oh yeah we do things that are comfortable with all of us and help us to heal but also acknowledge that we have our own trauma because cassidy has trauma when it comes to different people and different experiences she's had in her life i don't want to talk about her experience for her um but and then like so does chris and so like of course we all have our own things so we all adjust different things to feel better Mm -hmm. about moments that could happen inside our polyamorous relationship and inside the relationship in general like we really i love them so much like i really do like, I really, I want to make this be the best it can be ever. I want it to go well, and I want to heal and figure out my shit so this can go well. Yep. I'm working on myself every single day. You're doing and an amazing job. Yeah, I'm constantly You're trying to do great. things. i making sure I take my, my psych meds. I'm finding there a fi- finding I mean, a therapist honestly, to go talk to, journaling every day, mm-hmm. taking time for myself. You know, I'm trying to make this be the best that it can be because I want it to be. I want this. I see it. I honestly, with you, I see a huge difference. Mm-hmm. You're much happier. Mm-hmm. And that's such a broad word, happy, you know, but you seem a lot more content yeah. in the, than you have in the past. Mm-hmm. So it's really nice for me to be able to see you like this. Mm-hmm. Because I've known you for a very long time. Very long time. <laughs> so you see me in a lot of relationships. <laughs> which is a, a lot of the reason why I just love Cassidy and Chris so much. Is that because they make you so happy. Mm-hmm. And in a good way happy. Not like in a delusional like I'm happy. I'm happy way. Like no. Mm-hmm. You're, like, you're genuinely content. And yeah. And they're genuinely great people. So they're the only people that I've ever approved of you being in a relationship with. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a across the board opinion. Yeah. Everyone. So my family is like, yeah, these two. They're great. They're great. They're great. (laughs) My family loves Rebecca. Yes. I think it's mainly because she bakes for them. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) No, but they were all extremely happy when I told them I was going to, um, Ask Rebecca to marry me. Yes. They were all ecstatic. They were like, finally, this bitch finds somebody to fucking marry. No, I'm kidding. But, uh, <laughs> I showed my mom the ring and she immediately put it on her own finger and she's like, oh my God, it's so cute. Oh my God. She has such tiny fingers. Yes. And I was like, yeah, mine's fat. I got fat fingers. <laughs> I definitely want to marry them. Like... I know we know Cassidy and I. We we gonna get married. Gonna get married. We can't marry. We can't legally marry each other because polygamy is illegal. 
Um, you can't Damn. marry multiple people. That's stupid. Yeah, you're you're just. I think it's. I don't know. It's something to do with taxes. I mean, Honestly, we just no got idea. gay marriage. We just got gay marriage <laughs> in like what 2014, something like that. No, 13. No. It was before that. 15. 15. 16. What I was that? I couldn't drive yet. 15. 2015. 2015. Okay. Yeah, that's what Rebecca said. 2015. We just got gay marriage, so let's go for Polly. Let's go for Polly so we can marry multiple people. <laughs> um, like I know it's still early on for like uh for Chris, so don't come at me for being like, yeah, I want to marry both of them. But shut the fuck up, let me live my life. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but we know Cassie and I have been together. Oh my God, Cassie and I have been together coming up four years. I know. On, in this, I'm really March. proud of you guys. It is insane. It's hard this to is... be with someone for four years. Yeah, I don't think I've had no this how much long of a relationship with someone. <laughs> no matter how much you love them, it's really hard to be someone be with someone for four years. So, so I'm very proud of you guys. Almost, I'm really happy for you guys. five. That's like one year less than five, which is just crazy to think about. That's just crazy to think about. I have not been with, I've not dated and been with someone this long. And now I'm like, okay, when we get married. <laughs> just keep the good times put, rolling, put, buddy. Keep the good times rolling and put a ring on my finger. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to listen yeah. to this and be like, I know. <laughs> um, I hope this has explained to all you homies out there that what you've kind of wanted to know about non-binary and it's poly kind of all relationships. Over the place, so I do apologize. It's a good explanation. So if they didn't get it, then maybe they should go read something. Go educate yourself. <laughs> go educate yourself. Go it's educate not that hard yourself. to Google things, people. Come on yeah. now. But I'm glad we could talk about it because we needed to. Yeah, we've been having a lot of questions about it. Yeah. But yeah, that's my life. Um, Polly, non-binary, queer weirdo, um, living the best life that they can. Also, and I'm making any decisions that I want because I'm trying to adjust my life to my dreams. And my dreams yeah, are to be in a cool-ass house with multiple... Some cool-ass people. <laughs> with some cool-ass people, all my friends surrounding me, all my lovers, everything. Hell Yeah. You know? Feeding you grapes. Feeding me grapes. <laughs> sitting by, you know, sitting out by a fire, chilling. <sighs> I guess we'll have to pull because Cassidy likes water even though I'm afraid of it. It's okay. But, but um, for you listeners out there, keep an eye out on our Instagram. We got some special things coming. We do. We got some special things if coming. If you don't follow us on our Instagram already, it is Just Two Queer Podcast on Instagram. You'll see our logo. Um, but we do have some special things coming, and I'm so, so keep excited. an eye out on our Instagram. Pop your <laughs> eye out and take take a look. <laughs> okay. But we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was really nice talking with you guys again and being with you guys. I hope you guys have a wonderful day, and thank you for listening to the Just Two Queer Podcast, episode twenty three.